afternoon. It's a lovely sunny day in Las Vegas, and you're spending it watching Getting Real Estate in Vegas. I'm Bridget Magnus, and this is the Vegas Video Network. All right, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, oh God, please do. Um, you can catch us by email at gettingreal at vegasvideonetwork.com. You can go ahead and call our toll-free listener hotline at 866-966-4599. Or you can go ahead and join us on the live chat and get your questions in the queue right away so we can answer them right away. Isn't that the best way to do it? All right, so those of you who are watching on the Vegas Video Network, we of course would like to thank you, but we'd also like to give a special shout out to those who are watching on iTunes, YouTube, Roku, and listening on KSHP AM 1400 on Friday evenings between 6 and 10. Now that we've got all that out of the way, I'd like to bring you some very important news that you really want at your fingertips if you are going to be looking at homes or are putting a listing this weekend in the Las Vegas Valley. Let's get on with the Friday figures. All right, it's been a not really very exciting week, but you know, that's what happens when you start off with a holiday. At the moment, excuse me, as of this morning, we have 13,920 available units. Median price on those houses is 135. Okay, it's not up, but it's at least stable. Um, median price on condos and townhomes is $65,000, and I'm very happy to see that there's at least a teeny bit of recovery in that number. Of our total available, we have 3,186 foreclosed properties. Median price on those is only 105,000. Short sales are 6211 of the total. Median price on those is roughly 110. And we do, in addition, have 4,522 non-distressed properties available at a median price of 178. In the last 30 days, we sold 4,224 units. Now, this was a light week for closing, but that's okay because, like I mentioned, we, we had a short work week, and last week uh, um, was just particularly crazy, 1,200 closes. So it does all equal out in the end. It's still a stable number, so I'm happy about it. Median sales price, 105000 Median list price, 108000 I, I keep pointing this out. There's not a big gap in between those numbers. Still not a time for low-ball offers in Las Vegas. Unless you're a gambler, in which case, just, just go to a casino, please. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding a little bit. Um, we do have um, 13,245 properties that are under contract to be purchased. Um, our rental numbers are climbing. We now have 4,988 available and 2,506 new leases. Median price on both of those is 1,100 a month. So let's get on with a little bit of real estate news. I am going to start by pointing out that mortgage rates are at a low we have not seen since the 1950s. That rate is 4.12%, but as USA Today so helpfully pointed out, good luck getting one of those mortgages. I, I think it's interesting that everybody knows it's hard to get the mortgages even though they are at these absolutely spectacular rates. So if you can take advantage of it, please do. Um, hotel occupancy and revenue per available room are both up substantially week uh, um, year, year over year, excuse me, for this week. Now, why does that matter to real estate? Well, it matters because Vegas, of course, has a very, very large part of its economy vested in the hospitality industry. 
So all of those hotels having more rooms full and getting more money per room means that more money is being pumped into our local economy, which is great when you consider what our unemployment rate looks like right now. And the last bit of news is kind of an interesting one. The Ninth Circuit Court, the Court of Appeals, has tossed out a lawsuit against MERS, the Mortgage Electronic Registry Systems, because the plaintiffs can't prove that they actually sustained monetary damages as a result. Now, the surprising part of this is that we're talking about the Ninth Circuit. This is the one that everybody says is so darn liberal. And here they are coming down with a decision that's, you know, well, kind of pro-business and, and really very sensible if you look at it. Um, since the standard is that they can't prove that they lost money, it'll be very interesting to see what happens when every county in America realizes how much money these people have siphoned off by failing to record all of these documents. So today, we're going to talk about condos. And I am going to start off by telling you why condos are great. Doesn't that sound cheerful? Okay, why condos are great? First off, there's no lawn to mow. Think of all the outdoor work you won't ever have to do again. They are much cheaper than a house. I already told you what some of the numbers are for buying them here. You can tell that you, know, you can buy two condos for the price of a house, basically. Usually, a condo is smaller than a house. That does mean that it's easy to clean, and it's good for small households. So what happens when you outgrow your condo? Well, in many cases, you can just go ahead and lease it out to somebody. Win-win situation, right? You become a, a real estate investor just by moving up to a house. Um, when you have a mortgage on your condo, um, you may get the mortgage interest deduction, and you are, of course, increasing equity. Now, the reason I say you might get that deduction is that it, the deduction only counts if you have enough deductions to exceed the standard deduction. That's going to be a little hard unless you're single. If you're single, the deduction is something like 5,600. If you're a married couple, it's more like 11,000 something. So as you can see, it is a pretty big difference. And it does make a difference in your finances if you're considering financing a condo. Now, on the other hand, let's just say you don't have a mortgage. Let's just say you buy it outright. Then you don't have to pay any rent. That's not a bad thing either, is it? Another terrific thing to know about condo communities is that most modern condo communities have great features like tanning beds, workout rooms, playgrounds, clubhouses, a pool that you don't have to clean. Somebody else worries about that. That's nice, isn't it? Um, they also often have um, workout facilities, ba sometimes basketball courts, covered parking, sometimes even garages. And many of these communities are gated communities. They do often have access gates. They're located all over town. Many maintenance issues are taken care of by the association. That includes everything exterior, including the roofs, painting the buildings, some foundation issues. There are other things that they may or may not cover, so go ahead and read the policies carefully before you sign on the dotted line. And speaking of the policies, community policies, when enforced correctly, can help solve a lot of problems between neighbors. Okay, that's a lot of reasons why condos are great. Let's talk about why condos suck. Oh, there's a transition for you. Um, first thing is, you don't have a yard. Nope, no, I mean, you don't have any place to plant your flowers or your herb garden or anything like that. Um, if you're an outdoorsy person, that is something you are going to want to pay attention to. 
If your unit faces north, you might not be able to get satellite television. You might be stuck with cable. Um, it's very simple. All of the satellites are to the south of us in the northern hemisphere, and so you have to be able to point that dish to the south to get a signal. And they would be foolish to allow you up on the roof to mount a dish up there. Um, they, they don't want the liability of you accidentally falling off the roof or punching a big hole in it. So don't ask. It's not happening. Now, they can be very difficult to finance. I know that we've kind of talked about this a little bit before. There's a limited number of communities that are eligible for FHA financing. There are a um, number of conventional loaners who have um, severe restrictions on what they will do a mortgage on. So this is definitely something that you're going to want to explore with your mortgage officer before you get too involved in the process of finding a condo home. Do we have a question? We do. Bill wants to know, is there a difference between how well a condo versus a home retains its value? Well, you know, that depends on a lot of things. Um, frankly, we, we had a bit of a crash in our condo values because of the difficulties financing that I was talking about. Basically, if you limit um, the people who are able to buy your product to people who have cash, you're automatically limiting how much they're willing to spend. Most people don't have 200 grand sitting in their bank account to just you know, write a check for a condo. And so that has contributed to condos losing value locally. And it is worth considering. I mean, I, I certainly would not buy a condo with a specific eye towards appreciation. Buy it because you're planning on living in it buy it because you can cash flow it with rent inbound, but I don't think that I would recommend it for, for the purpose of appreciating value. Thank you. All right then, um, speaking of the money, um, <laughs> condo fees are often higher than the fees that you would find in a neighborhood of houses. They are often over $150 a month because you got to pay for all those goodies I was talking about a while ago with something. That stuff does not come for free. Um, there is also a likelihood of what is called a special assessment. Say um, something bad happens and they realize they have to replace the roof and they don't have the money in the bank to replace the roof. They may have to come with their hat in their hand asking all of the owners for more money to get that fixed. So be aware that there are additional expenses other than your mortgage when you're dealing with condo community. You do also have many of the problems of apartment living. Basically anything that is the result of having your neighbors on the other side of the wall is still a problem of neighbors being on the other side of the wall. I'm talking about noise. I'm talking about pests. I'm talking about if there's a water problem, it might become your problem. If there's a mold problem, maybe the result of that water problem, it's almost certainly going to be your problem too. So this is something to keep an eye out as you are looking at your properties. You know, Go ahead, listen for the neighbors, see if you can figure out what's going on because you're going to have to live with them for a while. And unlike an apartment community, it's a lot harder to get rid of a bad neighbor. Um, if the association does not take care of maintenance issues quickly, that could cut into your property value. 
for just to go back to the roof example I was using, if they fail to fix that roof, that's going to mean that water gets into everybody's condo, which means that everybody's condo is going to lose value. This is pretty simple and, and unfortunately true. Now, um, I mentioned community policies. And when they're enforced right, they're, that's great. If they are enforced badly or not at all, that's even worse. And my last point about why condos suck has to do with those community policies. The uh, community association may, and may, like seriously, they can do this. They can restrict your ability to have a pet. They can tell you what color blinds you're allowed to have. They can uh, um, tell you whether you can leave stuff out on your patio. And they can even tell you whether or not you are allowed to rent out that unit when you outgrow it. Well, that's my list of why condos suck. So we're going to take a little break for station identification before we get into real advice. See you in a minute. Hi, this is Scott Pritchard from Let's Bet. You're watching the Vegas Video Network. It's VegasVideoNetwork.com. You're not using this one, right? <laughs> Don't you dare use this one. <laughs> All right, today's real advice is about current and coming trends in real estate. Now, what do you suppose is the biggest driver of our current trends in real estate? Oh, did you guess the 77 million people who are baby boomers aged between 47 and 65? Yep, all those people are getting older and they, they're kicking their kids out of the house and moving to smaller houses. So the trend is towards smaller homes. Uh, the current figure suggests that between 1,500 and 2,500 square feet is the sweet spot. They are enjoying a single story living because let's face it, whether they like it or not, some of them have issues that mean they can't get upstairs anymore. Now the good news is this is family friendly too. The kids aren't tromping up and down the stairs. You don't have to lug groceries and laundry up and down the stairs. Um, in addition, they like higher vanities and, and light switches. They, actually, they like the light switches lower. They like the outlets higher, so it's easier to reach them. And they do like um, the big switches that are easy to hit and levered doorknobs. Now, that means that you can operate them pretty easily, even if you've got an arthritic hand. Or let's say you've got uh, um, your hands full with something. You can just knock that thing with your elbow, and you've got it. They're also very fond of open living areas rather than discrete dining rooms, living rooms, family rooms, parlors. They love lots and lots of storage with great closets. And they like their decks to be functional places where they can entertain their guests. Well, that brings us to the end of what I want to say today. So I'd like to thank you all for joining us. It's been a terrific Friday, so stay safe. In the meantime, email your questions, problems, and suggestions to Real at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Don't forget the toll-free hotline at 866-966-4599. If you have a personal real estate question or want to get, get into those Friday figures a little deeper, go visit me at BridgetMagnus.com. And in the meantime, drive safe and have a wonderful weekend. Thank you.